I am so excited to be alive. I am so excited to be breathing. There's a psalm, I think it's Psalm 21, where, you know, the scripture says, it is God who gives eyes to see and ears to hear. And it sounds like something so simple, but in the spirit of gratitude, in the spirit of gratitude, it's that thing of saying, goodness, I, I want to focus on all of these other big things and want to say, thank God for my car, thank God for the house. But have you actually stood and say, actually, when I wake up in the morning, thank God that my eyes work. Thank God that I can breathe. Thank God that my lungs have capacity. Thank God that I can hear. Thank God I can taste, touch, feel, see. All of those five senses are intact. I can, do you understand? You know, it's the simple things. And before we can want to be grateful for the big things, let's be grateful for the tiny little things that we take for granted sometimes. Okay? Today, today, I wanted to speak based on what, you know, we were taught yesterday at church, but I want to like segue to a different angle that the Holy Spirit kind of led me to, to share with you guys. You know, I only thought like two or three of you were going to join, but I was like, mm-hmm. Not 63, child. <laughs> but I'm excited because it means that there is a group of people who sincerely desire to know the Lord. You know, you know how King David said, I rise in the morning to meet you. You know, when the sun comes out in the break of dawn, I come to meet you, Father God. You are the first person that I want to see. You're the first person I want to interact with before the things of life come at us. Because trust and believe when people start waking up and it starts hitting 7.38, life is going to come at you hard. But what's the beautiful thing about waking up early and being in the word is that life comes at you hard, but you're rooted. You're established in the word of God. So at that time, the things come, but you're, you're here. You're like, yeah. God, God has prepared me. I have been given sufficient grace. He says, my grace is sufficient for you this morning. My grace is sufficient just for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about yesterday. Forget the things that have passed. For today, he has given you more than enough. Okay, so go into this week with that. Even if you were stressed about work, about, you know, school. I don't know, school hasn't started yet. But whatever's coming that you might be stressed about, don't worry about that. Be present. Understand that God has made all grace abound to you and that grace is enough for today okay all right today we're going to be talking about understanding the ministry of the holy spirit Ooh, ain't that good we're going to be talking about understanding and being led by because yesterday my dad at church was preaching about um coming under the leadership of the holy spirit good morning to everyone who just joined us um he was preaching about coming under the leadership of the holy spirit and as he was speaking there were certain points that were highlighted to me right and god just said i feel like my young people have not come to understand because remember that's where my passion is that's where my heart is my heart is bleeding for my people my my peers who who don't have a full understanding of god yet who are living who are living in a way that is not you know, like it's just not lining up. You say one thing, but you're doing another thing. And I was wondering, why is that? It's because you don't have a full understanding of who God is as yet. And, as a, and, that, and that's manifesting in how you walk. Because if you fully comprehended who God was, if you fully comprehended who God is and who God has called you to be, that would alter the way that you live. Remember, understanding, even in the Proverbs, he says, my son, understanding, you must love wisdom you must desire right because when you fully understand who god is it changes everything for you it changes how you walk it changes how you talk it changes how you engage how you love 
how you forgive right so so that's what we're going to be today just understanding the ministry of the holy spirit okay and um i don't want to like because there's a bunch of spirits that are going to kind of correlate but our main scripture that we're going to be reading from is romans 8 okay romans 8 that's what we're going to be um and i'm going to read that for you but before jesus passed right he passed before jesus um was crucified he told the disciples you know he said that i don't leave you alone right i'm not leaving you alone after me is gonna come the spirit of god who's gonna minister unto you who's gonna lead you he even says that he's like until the spirit until you are baptized in the spirit don't do anything wait for the spirit to come this is in the, in the gospels go read it towards the end when jesus is about to be glorified and go back to heaven but today we're reading in romans 8 from chapter uh, verse 1 and then i'm gonna jump to chapter uh, to verse 5 and 9 okay are you guys with me Okay, so the one thing I need you to take away from this, the one thing I need you to understand this morning is that the Holy Spirit is not here to partner with you. That's something that was said yesterday and I was like, ooh, what do you mean? The Holy Spirit is not here to partner with you. The Holy Spirit is here to lead you. Are you, is it, is it, listen, I need y'all, I need y'all to, to be active. If you're with me, comment so I know that you're with me. The Holy Spirit is not here to partner with you, as some of us think. The Holy Spirit is here to lead us. In the same, in the same mind, and in the same way that when Jesus was on earth with the disciples, he was leading them, walking with them in the physical, in the natural, taking, going with them from step to step, from place to place, from miracle to miracle, from encounter to encounter. He was with them physically. It is not the disciples who decided, Jesus, let's go to, let's go, let's go to Jerusalem now. Jesus, we're done in Jerusalem. Let's go to Bethlehem. Jesus, we're done here. Let's go to Sai, wherever. No, 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 no. It was Jesus who led. It was Jesus who decided, we're finished here, now we're going there. This, the, the work that we've been called to in this season, in this place is done, now we need to go attend to something else. So with the Holy Spirit, he says to them, hold on, man. Okay, let me, let me just do this. I wasn't planning on going here, but when I prayed, I said, God, lead me, do your thing. And now he's like, bet money, I'm gonna lead you. <laughs> um, but... He says, I don't leave you alone. There comes a counselor. Um, I don't leave you alone. I'm just getting that scripture for you. Um, so that you can actually jot it down and go read it for yourself. Uh, and understand. But the Holy Spirit is not your a buddy. As we've come to believe. Because we feel like the Holy Spirit is a tag along. He's like a by the way. Remember when we were younger, we'd be like, oh, I know God sees all. But, ah. Uh, do you, you know what I mean? We used to do that thing, but we need to come to a maturity. That's what, that's what God is kind of revealing to me today is that, um, we need to mature and we need to move in such a way, you know, that understands that the Holy Spirit is God. We need to stop treating the Holy Spirit like a second rate citizen. Like he's something less than God. Like he's just a, mm, he's just here to help us. The Holy Spirit is not an angel. The Holy Spirit is God. And Jesus says, when we come to, um, to, to, to Corinthians, remember I said our main scripture, oh, sorry, Romans, Romans 8, right? He says there, Romans 8 verse 1, move with me. There is therefore, 
now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit listen when listen when my dad broke this down i said you better you you better go <laughs> so i want to share this with you guys cuz it's good this is a good word we have a misunderstanding we read the scripture in Romans 8:1 that says there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and we stop there we stop there and we forget that it says who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit we need to understand that it's possible to be a christian and live in the flesh we see it all the time if instagram is anything you come on instagram you're going to see a lot of people who profess to be christians but live according to the flesh am i lying it's a lot of people who will come and say because it's convenient that i'm a christian i walk with jesus i'm led by the holy spirit but your life is doing this your, your fruits, your fruits don't show us that you're, you're living. He says here, there is now no condemnation. What is condemnation? Condemnation is judgment. Right? Condemnation is judgment. There is now no judgment to hell, to death, to eternal damnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right? But then there's a prerequisite. I love God. We, we always think he's like, oh no, he's just loving and he's just going to give us everything we want when we want it and however we want it. But there is, there's a criteria, guys. There's a prerequisite. There, will, there needs to be an exchange. You need to lose something when you want to gain something when it comes to your walk with God. And that's on fact. In the same way, when you're going to accept him as your Lord and Savior, you need to let go and remove yourself from the, the driver's seat of your life and allow him to be king. If you accepting that, that notion that, you know, I am no longer condemned because I'm in Christ Jesus. He says here, this condemnation is removed from those who don't walk according to the flesh. So what does that mean? That means that it's believers out here who walk according to the flesh and don't realize that they're walking in judgment. walking in judgment but you call yourself a christian you come to church you praise and worship you're lifting your hands you're leading you're doing this you're leading youth you're doing all of these things but you're doing them in the flesh we need to come to a point where i'm going to read further in, in verse 5 to 9 of, of of romans 8 where the holy where, where, where the word basically expands for us what it is that the holy spirit does for us and what it is that the flesh does i'm seeing a lot of please save this live i will I will, I will, I will. Um, okay, questions are coming in. I will answer the questions after. Um, but what I'm getting at here, we need to understand that we cannot be calling ourselves Christians. We cannot be professing to be Christians, but living in the flesh. You cannot do, and I'm going to, Romans, Romans, you need to read the scripture, guys. Please read Romans 8 from verse 1 to verse 17 and just sit with it and ponder on it because it's so deep. Move with me. So we're going to read verse 5 now. Verse 5, he says, I'm reading from the Amplified. For those who are living according to their flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, which gratify the body. Mm. Those who live according to the flesh, set their minds. So here, it, it tells us that there's... the Listen... Whether you make a decision to be godly and to live for God or not, a decision is being made. Whether you make a decision or not, you're making a decision. Your inability to make a decision is a decision. Ooh. If 
coming. Your inability to make a decision to live righteously. Your inability to make a conscious decision to say that I am going to live by the spirit of God. You've made a decision. And remember, the enemy doesn't ask you. He doesn't beg you, can I come in? If you don't make a decision to live by the spirit, you're living by the flesh. And who's the God of the flesh? That's the devil. Listen, there's no middle ground. Yo, my friends, we've been, we've been, I don't know, jutted into thinking there's a middle ground. We've been, we've been lulled into a sleep, a deception by all these carnal, casual Christians that say, no, you can have it both ways. Please trust and believe you cannot have it both ways. There is now condemnation for those who are not led by the spirit of God. It says here, if you do not walk according to, if you walk according to the flesh, you're condemned. The condemnation, ex the condemnation is removed from those who walk according to the spirit. Let's go further in, 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 in Romans 8 verse 5. He says, for those who are living according to the flesh, set their minds to the things of the flesh, which means you have a decision to make. Are you gonna, what are you going to set your mind on? Listen, Danny, please, please make these notes of these quotes. Quote me. Put it on a bite. Okay? We need these quotes. But what I'm getting at is your, your inability to make a decision as to what you're going to set your mind on is a decision. He says here, but those who are living according to the spirits, come on, they set their minds on the things of the spirit. They set their minds on his will and on his purpose. What does this mean? You're going to look at people who are living for Christ, who are being authentic, who are, who are being led by the spirit. And you're like, how do they do it? No, even me. You know, listen, I'm not shading anyone. I love you all, but I want you to come to a place where you make a decision. Stop DMing your favorite Christian influencers or your favorite Christian content creators and saying, I want to be like you or tell me how I make a decision. Set your mind to the things of the spirit. The problem is, as believers, we want to set our mind to the we want to set our mind to the things of the earth, but reap the benefits of being in the spirit. How sway? How? It's not going to work. You need if something's going to give, something's got to give. You can't have it both ways. Lukewarm Christianity, my friends. This is like an entry to gateway lukewarm Christianity chat. When you want to have it both ways. When you want to have your bread, when you have, when you have your cake and eat it. Right? He says that there's a narrow, it's, it, there are two parts. There's the wide road and the narrow road. Make a decision. Because a lot of you are walking in the middle. You, you, this is the fence and you're here. Because you don't want to make a decision. Because making a decision means you give one up for the other. And that's exactly what it is. Jesus says, I've not come to make peace. I've come to give you peace if you are in me, but I've not come to make peace. Do you understand? Let's keep it moving. Make a decision. He says, now, the mind of the flesh is death. Now, both now and forever because it pursues sin how do i know i'm living according to the flesh Misha? i'm a christian i go to church every sunday i read the bible every now and again heck i pray misha i'm on your life what do you mean i'm a carnal christian you're pursuing sin it says here i'm reading romans 8 if you haven't welcome to everyone who just joined i'm reading in romans 8 i read verse 1 now i'm in i'm in chapter 5 i mean <laughs> romans 8 chapter romans chapter 8 verse 5 to 9 and verse, uh, I think it's seven, 
It says, the mind of the flesh is death, both now and forever. Why is it death? Because it pursues sin. Let me, let me, let me, let me elaborate. When we're believers, when we come into Christ and we, and we accept him as our Lord and Savior. Ne? <laughs> it's not that we're not going to make a mistake. And it's not that we're not going to, you know, fall and make mistakes and sin. Right? The difference is you are not pursuing sin. Before we were in Christ, we pursued sin. We wanted it. You were looking for it every corner. You were trying to find it. But now that you are in Christ, excuse me, because you love him, because you delight in him and your desire is to please him, you no longer pursue the things you used to pursue because you understand that in him you are now a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. So when we are still Christians, when you are saying you are in the new, you are a new creation, but you're still doing old things, you're still pursuing sin, you're still, you're still having sex before marriage. You're still getting drunk and acting crazy. You're still gossiping. You're still lying. You're pursuing it. Do you know what I mean? You're still unfor you're not forgiving. You have you have hatred. Do you know that? Like those kinds of things, man. Just it doesn't correlate with who you're calling you and you're professing yourself to be. It doesn't line up. He says here, those whose mind is of the flesh, it's death. He says, what is, what is the, what is the, is it in Romans or where is it where he says the reward of sin is death. So when you sin, you call death unto yourself. Remember Adam and Eve in the garden, they had life everlasting. And what did they do? They did what they weren't supposed to do. They sinned and they fell short of the glory of God. And what did God say? Death has come. Spiritual death. I'm not talking physical death. We're all going to die physically, but I'm talking about spiritually speaking. Spiritually, there's an imminent death for people who are focused and who are setting their minds on the things of the flesh. Lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes. Pride of life. Okay? Let's keep it moving. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Then he says here, in the mind of the flesh with its sinful pursuit is actively hostile to God. It does not submit itself come on to God's law since it cannot why am I bringing this up you cannot say you are a believer that you are a son of God that you are a daughter of God and live in the ways of the flesh why do I say that the Bible says here the two cannot coexist what fellowship has light with darkness they cannot coexist when one comes the other must move right he says here I'm reading from the amplified version he says, the mind of the flesh is actively hostile. Your flesh is always here. Your flesh is here. Remember, think about it. When you want to go to church in the morning, your flesh is here. Ha -ha, sleep, sleep, sleep. You want to read your Bible, your flesh is here. You want to pray, all of a sudden you want to sleep. You want to pray, all of a sudden you're tired. You want to pray, all of a sudden your phone is going off. Think about it. It sounds extra. It sounds extra. But think about it. Your flesh is always actively hostile towards the things of God. Simply because it cannot, it cannot comprehend God. Your flesh in its nature is opposed to the things of God. That's why you can never do the things. You shouldn't be doing the things of God in the flesh. Anyway, let me wrap it up. 
he says here however oh wait your flesh does not submit itself to god's law since it cannot and those who are in the flesh living a life that caters to sinful appetites and ooh, living a life that caters to sinful appetites and impulses you cannot please god this is bible guys this is bible it ain't me listen apostle paul is saying here if you live a life that caters to your sinful appetites and your impulses you cannot please god Ooh. thank you jesus thank you jesus if you have any questions you might want to put them in now because i'm going to wrap this up right quick um but the the moral of this is that i wanted to highlight you know and kind of talk about what sets us apart how do we get to a point where we know am i a carnal christian or am i a full-on you know devoted believer in the things of god you understand there mustn't be a middle ground you mustn't be a lukewarm casual christian that moves when when you feel like it you need to be there if you're there or just don't if you're not god says in the book of revelations that don't don't be lukewarm either be hot or be cold because if you're lukewarm i want to spit you out when you're lukewarm you don't bring a nice taste to god's mouth you're not pleasing god as a matter of fact when do you spit something out let's be real when do you spit something out when you're disgusted by it Ooh. when do you spit something out when you're disgusted so if god says either be hot or cold because if you're in the middle and you're lukewarm i'm gonna spit you out y'all think i'm playing this is this is bible <laughs> come on this is bible but i didn't come on here to 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 be harsh and whatever but i want you to think i want you to understand as this week begins what are you setting your mind on are you setting your mind on the things of the spirit and are you doing your best pursuing the things of the spirit the things of god and being led by the spirit of god or are you still pursuing the flesh but saying you're a christian because it's not enough to say that you're a christian you actively need to be led by the spirit of god okay you need to get direction from the spirit of god you don't come to the spirit of god and say oh hey by the way this is what i'm doing and i feel like you need to come and go ahead of me and tell me moses said when he was leading the israelites in the in the wilderness he said he said god i'm not going anywhere if your spirit has not gone before me meaning if your spirit is not leading me there god we're not going but a lot of us are doing the opposite thing we're telling god this is where we want to go and we're saying please tell your spirit to go ahead of me that means that you're thinking that you are partners with the holy spirit no 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 the holy spirit is god and it is his it is his work it is his ministry to lead you and you need to allow him to do so because there are things that the holy spirit can do for you that you cannot do come on there are things that the holy spirit can unpack i'm gonna read i'm gonna read i'm gonna read this is this is this is first corinthians write this down this is first corinthians chapter 2 verse 12 to 14 as i wrap it up now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from god that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by god these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches but with that which the holy spirit teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of god for they are foolishness to him 
nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned why am i reading this to you the first verse 12 tells us that the spirit of god shows us and tells us the things that we have been freely given by god the bible in the same scripture first corinthians 2 12 go read it it tells us that the spirit of god searches the heart of god and if we are in alignment and we are led by the spirit of god the spirit of god which searches the heart of god will tell us what is in the heart of god in and of yourself you cannot search the heart of god you do not have the capability to search the heart of god you don't have the com you cannot comprehend the heart of god the spirit of god needs to come and tell you what is in the heart of god but if you're not led by the spirit of god he has no obligation to tell you what is in the heart of god so position yourself misha how do i position myself by actively setting your mind on the things of the spirit that's how you got to do it okay Let's bow our heads and pray right quick for this word. Heavenly Father, we give you glory once again. Thank you so much, Father God, for your goodness. Thank you so much for your mercy. Thank you so much for loving us so much that this morning you exhort us, but you also encourage us that, Father God, there are things that we do not know that you want to freely give to us, but we can only receive these things if we are led by your spirit. So I pray as this week begins that each and every person, Father God, on this live, all 101 of them, Father God, that they may decide, that they may make a, a decisive decision this morning that for the rest of this week and every week of this year that they will be led by your spirit and not by their own flesh and not by their carnal desires in the wonderful name of jesus i give you all the glory and all the honor as we begin this day father god may you order our steps may you establish our thoughts father god may you lead us in the path everlasting may you lead us in paths of righteousness i declare father god that only goodness and only mercy shall follow them all the days of their lives and that they shall dwell in the house of the lord now and forevermore in the name of jesus i pray and the church said amen